Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, an Alabama mayor catches heat for calling for killing out the gays. A Tennessee prosecutor says he doesn't prosecute domestic violence among same-sex couples because it's not really marriage. Taylor Swift calls for passing the Equality Act, which Joe Biden says he would make a top priority. And YouTube Originals produced a new documentary exploring pride across the country. Why? Because it's Pride Month. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. An Alabama mayor is facing criticism after posting controversial comments to his Facebook page. Carbon Hill Mayor Mark Chambers wrote on his Facebook page in all capital letters. That means he really means it, folks. We live in a society where homosexuals lecture us on morals, transvestites lecture us on human biology, baby killers lecture us on human rights, and socialists lecture us on economics. Chambers' constituents responded to the post, but one response from a Facebook friend got the mayor's attention. It read, By giving the minority more rights than the majority, I hate to think of the country my grandkids will live in unless we somehow change, and I think that will take a revolution. Having singled homosexuals and transvestites as the issue, Chambers wrote back, The only way to change it would be to kill the problem out. I know that's bad to say, but without killing them out, there's no way to fix it. End quote. Killing them out. Mm-hmm. He said it twice. Local news affiliate WBRC contacted the mayor to clarify the social media statements. Initially, the mayor denied posting the comments, telling WBRC reporter Brittany Dion, I don't think I posted that. I think that's somebody else's post. But Dion pointed out that she was on the correct Facebook page, noting photos of his family and birthday greetings, and she asked if someone might be using his identity on Facebook. Chambers replied with the meek, I don't know. And when Dion asked to meet in person about the issue, the mayor hung up. Chambers did call back a few minutes later, wherein he admitted to writing the post, but argued it was being taken out of context. Isn't it always... He said, quote, I never said anything about killing out gays or anything like that. He explained that his comments were in reference to what might happen in a revolution. He said, if it comes to a revolution in this country, both sides of these people will be killed out. During the second call, Chambers also claimed that immigrants were taking over the country and called them ungrateful. He also added that the post was meant to be private and didn't intend for the public to see it. He complained that he didn't realize his Facebook page was available to the public. And shortly after the call with Dion, his page went to private. Kel Surprise. More from the Deep South. A Tennessee prosecutor who recently faced calls to resign for calling Muslims inherently evil is facing more controversy after a video surfaced of him saying same-sex couples 
aren't entitled to domestic violence protections. Craig Northcutt, the District Attorney General of Coffee County, was speaking about the local church's role in government at a Bible conference when he shared how his personal beliefs can create conflict in his professional life. He asked rhetorically, are you going to do what God says, or are you going to do what man says? Northcutt told the crowd he doesn't prosecute cases of domestic violence in cases involving same-sex couples because he doesn't recognize it as marriage. Northcutt told the crowd, DAs have what's called prosecutorial discretion. We can choose to prosecute anything, or we can choose to not prosecute anything, up to and including murder. It's our choice. To deal with that, you elect a good Christian DA. A DA who chooses to allow people to break the law and offer no protections to taxpaying citizens, like same-sex married couples. Think on that one, folks. In good news, Governor Jared Polis, the country's first openly gay governor, has signed two bills into law that will protect the health and safety of LGBTQ youth in Colorado. HB 19-1039, also known as Jude's Law, will allow transgender Coloradans to more easily update the gender on their birth certificate to M, F, or X, without surgery, a doctor's note, or court order. Removing both the surgery requirement and court order requirement allows transgender people the ability to self-identify on their ID document. Colorado is the third state in the country, following California and Oregon, to provide non-binary gender options for both driver's licenses and birth certificates. The second bill signed into law, HB 19-1129, will ban state-licensed mental health care providers from engaging in the harmful practice of so-called conversion therapy on patients under 18 years of age. As I've mentioned many times on The Randy Report, conversion therapy, also known as ex-gay therapy by some, is the dangerous practice of attempting to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. It's been widely denounced as discredited pseudoscience by leading professional medical associations, including the American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the American Psychological Association. Studies have shown that the controversial practice can lead to depression, anxiety, drug use, homelessness, and suicide. Colorado is now the 18th state in the country to protect minors from conversion therapy. Speaking at the Human Rights Campaign Dinner this weekend in Columbus, Ohio, former Vice President Joe Biden promised to make LGBTQ equality a priority. During his half-hour speech, Biden said that signing the Equality Act would be his top legislative priority. He said it'll be the first thing I ask to be done. In the wide-ranging address, the 2020 presidential candidate called out the Trump administration as a disaster for human rights, pointing out many of its ongoing attacks on the rights and protections of LGBTQ Americans. It's outrageous, he said. It must end, and the fastest way to end it is to end the Trump administration. He also denounced current Vice President Mike Pence for using religious freedom as a license to discriminate against LGBTQ folks. 
He said, just like with racial justice and women's rights, we're seeing pushback against all the progress we've made towards equality. It's wrong and it's immoral what they're doing. In a more lighthearted moment, Biden recalled the media storm he created by announcing his support for marriage equality before President Barack Obama did. He said, I had told President Obama I wasn't going to push things because we weren't there yet, but if I was asked, I wasn't going to remain quiet, said Biden of his early out-of-the-gate endorsement for marriage equality on Meet the Press in 2012. I remember the moment clearly. Biden laughed as he recalled many political pundits thinking, I had just committed this gigantic blunder. It's notable that Biden has been a longtime ally of the LGBTQ community. In addition to endorsing marriage equality sooner than other politicians, the Biden Foundation teamed up with YMCA of the USA to launch a three-year effort to foster LGBTQ inclusion and equity at YMCA locations nationwide. And in August 2018, the Biden Foundation also launched As You Are, a family and community acceptance campaign to raise awareness of the importance of family acceptance in the lives of LGBTQ young people. In advance of his human rights campaign speech, Biden tweeted out his support for Pride Month, writing, Pride is about standing up to the voices of injustice and discrimination and declaring that everyone has the right to live proud, open, and free. It's about love. We join the LGBTQ community in celebration and remember the fight is not over. We march on. Happy Pride Month. And on the other end of the political spectrum, after campaigning on a promise to protect LGBTQ Americans, then ignoring Pride Month for his first two years in office, Donald Trump has finally acknowledged the annual celebration in two tweets. That's what we got, folks, two tweets. He wrote, as we celebrate LGBT Pride Month and recognize the outstanding contributions LGBT people have made to our great nation, let us also stand in solidarity with the many LGBT people who live in dozens of countries worldwide that punish, imprison, or even execute individuals on the basis of their sexual orientation. Now, you know he didn't write that. I guess he really is moving into campaign mode. In those tweets, he references his administration's proposed global campaign to decriminalize homosexuality around the world, which is to be led by openly gay U.S. ambassador to Germany, Richard Grinnell. But funny thing, shortly after the announcement of that plan in February, Trump was asked about the campaign and he seemed unaware of the effort, saying, I don't know uh, which report you're talking about. We have many reports. After the two tweets, I did a quick search of the WhiteHouse.gov website, which did not find a proclamation acknowledging Pride Month, as was normal practice during all eight years of the Obama administration. However, in 2018, Trump did take time to recognize Great Outdoors Month, National Ocean Month, National Caribbean American Heritage Month, African American Music Appreciation Month, and National Home Ownership Month. Now, to be fair, in terms of history, this does make the Trumpster the first Republican occupant of the Oval Office to even recognize Pride Month. 
The Twitterverse was underwhelmed by the tweets, though. Click over to therandyreport.com to read some of the best responses. International pop star Taylor Swift shared a message of support for the LGBTQ community to her 200 million social media followers just minutes into the first day of Pride Month 2019. Not only does Taylor wish us all a happy Pride Month, but she's launched a petition on Change.org demanding the federal government enact the Equality Act. Here's the text of her petition. Happy Pride Month! While we have so much to celebrate, we also have a great distance to go before everyone in this country is truly treated equally. In excellent recent news, the House has passed the Equality Act, which would protect LGBTQ people from discrimination in their places of work, homes, schools, and other public accommodations. The next step is that the bill will go before the Senate. While there's no information yet as to when the Equality Act will go before the Senate for a vote, we do know this. Politicians need votes to stay in office. Votes come from the people. Pressure from massive amounts of people is a major way to push politicians towards positive change. That's why I've created this petition to urge the Senate to support the Equality Act. Our country's lack of protection for its own citizens ensures that LGBTQ people must live in fear that their lives could be turned upside down by an employer or landlord who is homophobic or transphobic. The fact that legally some people are completely at the mercy of the hatred and bigotry of others is disgusting and unacceptable. Let's show our pride by demanding that on a national level our laws truly treat all of our citizens equally. I love that Taylor is using her social media powers for good, and I hope you will too. Please make sure you head over to the petition, the link will be in the show notes, and make sure you sign it as well. You know I did. We've seen marriage proposals at Disney World, at Pride events, even at home supply superstores. But meteorologist Joey Crastle popped the question with an element of danger thrown in. On May 28th, the 27-year-old posted a photo on Twitter showing the storm chaser down on one knee in front of his boyfriend, Chris Scott, with a wild storm in the background. The caption read, The Two Loves of My Life. Crastle has been fascinated by storms and weather since the age of four when he saw his first tornado. He told NBC News, it was at that moment where I knew everything I wanted to do from then on out. Every meteorologist has a weather story from when they were little that defined their path. In fact, it was weather that brought the couple together. Scott has had an interest in storms since he first saw the tornado-themed film Twister when he was a young boy. It was his enchantment of weather that led him to follow Crastel on Instagram, where the meteorologist posts photos and video footage of wild weather. One comment led to another and another, and soon the pair got in touch and began dating. Dates included, of course, adventures in storm chasing. It was with that in mind that Crastel planned his big moment. He told NBC News, It was always in the back of my mind to get engaged during storm chasing. I felt like it would be the perfect way to seal the deal. And so it was that a road trip that began in Dallas traveled across Oklahoma and New Mexico. But it wasn't until the group was driving through Kansas that they came across the right storm. Crastle says, It all just kind of came together and happened so quickly. I was like, okay, 
this is it. And with a tornado whirling in the distance, Crastle dropped to his knee and popped the question as a friend snapped the picture. You can check out the photos at therandyreport.com. Congratulations to the happy couple. Fifty years after the historic Stonewall Uprising, YouTube personality Raymond Braun teamed up with Oscar-winning filmmakers Rob Epstein and Jeffrey Friedman to travel to diverse communities across the U.S. for an unflinching look at LGBTQ pride in America. The result of their efforts is the new documentary from YouTube Originals, State of Pride. Braun's cross-country road trip takes him to big cities and rural towns, where he chats with younger LGBTQ festival-goers who may not know exactly what Stonewall really was about and what it means to our history. Stops along the way include Pride events in San Francisco, Salt Lake City, and Tuscaloosa, Alabama. The producers say they wanted to make sure to represent a range of LGBTQ stories from iconic prides in large cities like San Francisco to smaller celebrations in places where some people may not even know there are pride festivals, like Tuscaloosa, which was hosting only its third annual pride event when the producers visited. That visit to Tuscaloosa made the producers and Raymond Braun realize how much LGBTQs in larger cities might take for granted. Producer Friedman told LGBTQ Nation, there in Tuscaloosa, they're really creating it and having to create it from nothing. That was really kind of a wonderful thing to see in its infancy and what it means for the community there. In another interview, Raymond shared that the filmmakers chose Salt Lake City because they really wanted to explore how religion intersects with the LGBTQ community and pride because it's often used as a justification for discrimination against queer people. And so, it was important for them to tell that story as well. Jeremy Blacklow, the director of entertainment media for GLAAD, raved about the new film. He wrote, Raymond Braun and this documentary truly get to the heart of what Pride represents 50 years post-Stonewall. The film also features an interview with out-singer actor Troy Sivan and original musical performances. State of Pride is now streaming for free on YouTube. I'll have the link in the show notes. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the, everyone say it together now, 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. 